hate you. I hate you. Good. I hate you in the morning. I think that's the song, right? I don't fucking know. What do you want from me? To stop raging? Well, that'll never happen. Heyo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of... You did it again. episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. Welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, which we normally are reading a Game of Thrones currently. However, this is the big one, folks. This is our entire series wrap up of the television show. Yay. As always, I'm Zach. This is Nate. Hey. We are your hosts. We are Brothers Without Manners. And we really like both the show and the book version of A Game of Thrones and yes. Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. And so, yes. literally, the internet's been on fire about, well, not literally, because you can't see Liter- the internet. It's not but, literally been on fire. But it's been just on fire with people hating on season eight. I think the negativity ha- has way outweighed the positive yeah, I on mean, it. Between petitions and just hate all Which, around. Actually, it's that's crazy. perfect. Right at the start of the show, uh, I don't support that petition. I think that petition is one of the rudest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Demanding that a show be completely redone is an insult to all the actors, producers, writers, set dressers, costume designers, all the people that put in that time. And I think I just, that's my yeah, personal I opinion. I think it's extremely disrespectful. And I think that that petition is sort of shame on you for passing that around it's people regardless of if you like yeah, it or not you don't people have to, still poured their heart you, and soul into it and, you know asking you to be forced into liking something you don't have to like it but that doesn't mean that you have to say that it needs to be completely re-fucking to me it sounds like a whiny child because uh, well i was gonna say in that case maybe your parents should start over and they should try again and just completely remake, remake it you. yeah like fuck you destroy all evidence of you existing and they'll shit. just make a new I kid mean, these actors these writers these directors they tried their hardest to produce something that was quality yeah. and entertaining and so that being said we did enjoy it. I enjoyed thoroughly. the fuck out of it. I know Nate did. We've discussed it constantly since it's ended, and it's all positive to me. Um, yeah, the coffee cup making it in sucked. That was kind of lazy to me. The water bottle behind the water Brand's bottle. Like, sure. Um, but however, to me, when I think about those things, even with the fucking water bottle, I still think all of season eight is better than Dorn. The storyline. Like, story. I, I still. I can hardly stomach watching the Dorn scenes. It, so, I really yeah. want to skip them when I do rewatches of the show. I still think season eight is better than everything they did in Dorn. Every single scene that was shot in Dorn. It, they're beautiful, yeah, the locations are great, but the story, what they did to the story, they just stomped all over it. I think that's worse than what they did to the story yes. in season eight. So, a few th- a few things. We did have a lot of listeners write in about this. We We're going to yeah, kind we of... Did. We're going to kind of touch on each listener as we're going through this episode, just because they they touched on so many different topics themselves. Mm. Um, with that being said, I did want to bring up one one question was brought up to me. I forget by which listener specifically. It was just in a general chat thing. And the question was posed, if you could have had any one thing from the books in the show that wasn't there, mm. what would it have been? 
And, you know, we tossed around a few ideas, but now that the show is completely done, what would you, with what we have for the book so far, what would you have liked to have seen in the book, a show that was not in the show? Probably Doran done right. I really, in the books, I love the Doran storyline. Duran actually did have some things going on in, in the show. For a long nothing. time. Nothing. Uh, and the Sand Snakes, they're each well-developed. They're their own person. They each they're have different, scheming. They, 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 have different they each have their own and, designs. Yeah, yeah the, and different ways to achieve those some by war some by subtlety and subterfuge and shit like that so dorn for me if if i could have gotten a and proper obviously, dorn obviously that would have extended the season count but yeah if i could have pulled dorn in from the books to the show that would have been mine what would yeah. you have uh stoneheart stoneheart yeah. probably lady stoneheart and again this is in no way shitting on what we did get i enjoyed yeah no you know mostly everything about the show i enjoyed the show as a whole dorn is one of my biggest qualms with the show as well well that it actually pretty... that plays into one of my sort of overall questions was sort of book versus show what we liked and what we didn't because we also get the Arya and tywin scene yes which is so good too i believe so good and it's i think it's better than the books with bruce and, 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 mm-hmm. and all that stuff um then again i i had stoneheart written we get Catelyn Stark's resurrection yes. in the books. We don't get that in the show at mm-hmm. all. And, and and it's a big deal. And I know, I think they spoke on it about the show that they sort of didn't want to make that death, death seem less impactful and significant by bringing her, by bringing her right back, which yeah, I understand. But Stoneheart is a completely new character, and it's, it's a whole ominous presence out there in these worlds it's almost like another night king style. yeah it's got that supernatural but it's presence. lurking south with yeah, us in exactly. the riverlands and they're in and she's interacting with she's characters so we creepy, care about just and, so scary and so there was that um little fingers entire story i think was and I, again uh, as far as things that i think were done worse than season eight Littlefinger story i think they did a, disser- a huge disservice to that character in him, I well, I loved him getting played by the Stark girls because I do think that's how his downfall should be. It's yeah. at the hands of Sansa specifically. They really kind of dumbed him down. Same thing happened, and I'll include Varys. I wasn't a fan of what they did with Varys, obviously. Uh, you know, his ending is, itself, his death scene was good. It was well done and everything. Varys, yeah. It was that they were very much so juggling his story. They didn't know where to go well, with Well, it's him become common knowledge him. now that Conleth Hill, who plays Varys, right. was not pleased with it either. Uh, in the the Last Watch or whatever the hell the documentary yeah. is called, you can see when he's at the table read how unhappy he is. And it's just Varys is a hard character unless you really know what the original creator had in mind for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Especially with them, and that ties into young and old Griff, especially with them yep. negating them. Well, yeah, because, I mean, we barely know what Varys truly... I mean, we have an, a general idea, especially with, you know, the pro, the epilogue of Dance with Dragons. And our latest reread chapters, we've gotten a, hit, a couple yeah, hints we've at what a little he's bit, going on with the, but in like, the book. But even, even beyond that, like, where we're at the final end stages in the books... You know, we know what what we think he wants, but he's still such a mystery as to what he's mm-hmm. doing, why why he's so motivated to feel. Which the way I feel he like does. is is intent, like it's intentional that every time we get a uh, question answered about Varys, we get six more. Yeah, and so I think that when his final revelation comes, regardless of if it's 
at his death scene as well, if Varys makes it or not, I still think he's got a couple last punches that he can throw out as far as info and so, things he So, since knows. we're mentioning some of the, the negatives and such here, um, I do want to bring up our first listener, which is old-time listener Sid. Yep. And his thoughts on the on the show, for the most part, are very negative. He wasn't... He wasn't, and I don't want to say that he's being negative or anything like that. He did not enjoy it. He didn't him, enjoy it, yeah. Him and his wife, and again, that's perfectly fine. We have nothing against anybody. Specifically, I believe they weren't fans of Arya going west yeah, west Yeah, he didn't, he didn't really like that. He didn't, uh, that didn't make sense to them. Then he, he was, you know, he thought that it was pretty cool that Sansa was queen in the north, but beyond that, there just wasn't a whole lot going for him. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the... Standard complaints, the rushing, and even those of us who liked it know that it was a little bit rushed. It definitely but, was rushed, yeah. you know, we are willing to look past the rushing part of it just because we mentioned it in a recent reread episode. Martin is notorious for it. Mm. He's very good at jumping from one point of view to the next and six weeks have gone by. And we don't realize it because of how smoothly he transitions. Yeah. And so that's all about how it should have, it just the ways that they could have done it. Well, I mean, more time is what we all really would have wished it. for with this show. More time to see Danny's descent to the Mad Queen and more time with Jamie's decision to return to Cersei and... And all these things, uh, I, I think they did my boy Tyrion a disservice by not really utilizing him in a bigger impact in the final sort of conclusion of things. Yeah, yeah he's Tyrion's hate. another thing we'll go into a little heavier Definitely. later on. Sid at a per point. Sid, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're sorry to hear you but didn't Sid, enjoy it as much. But my thoughts on the Arya going west of Westeros thing, and I, and I have a big kind of long thing about this, but I think that... Arya is sort of meant to embody the old adage of it's the journey, not the destination. Where with Arya, there never really is going to be a... Final resting spot. In a definitive, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Like, for her, it's on the run. She needs to stay moving because that's Arya. That's what she does. That's what she's done. And so... The, the faceless men. I know a lot of people were angry that her training didn't come up in the show. I think it did. It was used to kill the Night King. I just think it could have been showcased a little better. Uh, I still love the scene where she does it. I still think it's earned for Arya's character. I know a lot of people wanted Jon Snow to get it, but I feel like Jon Snow, once his resurrection came, he wasn't set up to be the hero anymore, but... Arya, I think, is just meant to be this... She's always sort of got this wanderlust, this... Yes. Uh, I'm going to go and see what else is there and, and keep exploring and using my training and learning more and training more and trying to get better. And just seeing more and more of this world and, that's and it. exploring. So, with her going west of Westeros, that's what I took it for her, is that this the end of the show is not the end of Arya's story, whereas it might right. be for someone like John. John's probably going to go north, live out his life... And die peacefully. And that's actually one of my predictions, and um, even further than that, I had said that I don't know if I would be happy with Arya's story if anything happened where she didn't end up going west of Westeros. I was convinced that either she was going to be dead or it would have to be something like that. And so I'm, I'm quite really... happy with with that, but... But I get why you yeah. would not be, Sid, and, you know, I... I, I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy the final season. Hopefully, it doesn't ruin the rest of the what the I think are, are great, yeah, great episodes early on. Because I do think the writing took a bit of a decline at a certain point. But I disagree with the fact that it was after the source material. Because season six was stellar. It was bombshell season yeah, was, all the I way through. It. 
that's when we get the Hodor reveal. And I know that that's a, that's a point Again, that a du- George direct. supposedly gave them, but they still really didn't have much to go off of from what I understand. So they navigated their way through that season really great. Season seven, it, it floundered a little bit for similar reasons. That for similar reasons a lot of with the rush, yeah, t- jetpacking uh, people exactly. around mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. And so yeah, it was really just logistical limitations, which so, yeah, and that's sucks. It, which is similar. Um, Todd Bradley at T T Brad zero four one five on Twitter uh, wrote us a fairly well worded. Uh, message and he agreed that it felt rushed. He enjoyed it overall as we did. Hey. Um, but he he had posed a few questions to us, and I think this is a decent time to kind of bring those up a little bit. So he did real quick just to give an idea of what he was thinking. He really enjoyed the Danny and John story. Thought it was tragic and beautiful. I agree. And especially he enjoyed the love and duty scene between Tyrion and John. Beautiful stuff. He thought it was awesome that John went north of the wall. Thought it was perfect. You know the way that the the, the group that he's helped to survive throughout all of this even though it was always his enemy from day one Mm -hmm. he's now helping to lead back north where they belong um aria is badass is basically what he said and then sansa makes sense taking the north and he thought it was a good ending and conclusion to her story so the questions that he brings up relate to bran yeah so i think yeah this will be a decent time to kind of bring up the bran stuff and his first part is do you do we think that bran had known all along that he was going to be This was a question I posed to you as well. Um, And you posed it to me before certain spoilers were released. I I call it a spoiler. Um, It's a kind of fucked spoiler, so even though we're full full spoiler, uh, I don't want to... If you guys... Yeah, I don't really think we should reveal that on here because it's sort of meta-spoiler. Yeah. And so it's an interview that the actor who played Bran, Isaac Hempstead Wright, uh, did with a... I'm not sure which show or which I forget also, but, but... He reveals something George R. R. Martin had told to him about his character. If you're interested in that sort of thing, look it up. I'm sure you'll have no fine. Yeah, but because of it. how meta it truly is, we... We're we not sure how we you, feel about it, so... It, it was a little bit of a spoiler about bookish stuff, and it was just interesting. And so, yeah, I had asked you the similar question of, do you think Brand knew the entire time? Yeah, and so I, I feel personally, and I... Again, I, I really feel like I have to lead with, I really liked what D&D did throughout the series, but I, I don't think that... They had written it with that in mind. I, Granted, they do have a lot of clues that point that way. Yeah. So who am I to say what somebody was thinking when they were writing? But it almost seemed, and granted, I think it's because of how little is so. Maybe when I go and rewatch it again, things will be right there. But it seemed like they were just grasping at, oh, well, he's here. We can throw out this line and make it look like the dominoes were set up the whole time. Yeah, I don't think it's so much that Bran knew. I think maybe, if anything, after the Night King was defeated and Bran was sort of chilling around Winterfell, he was then like, oh, yeah, so now we got to deal with Cersei. And he was doing his green seeing stuff. And maybe there he was kind of like, I'm probably the best candidate. To I had be better King. head south. And, and then... so that's why I'm going south. I don't think it was this plan from the very second he got his yes. green sight to where it was this is what he was going to be yes yeah, so then the next question follows up with that pretty good and it's 
for the few episodes before that, we had gotten a lot of, and even last season, Bran can't inherit titles. He's not mm-hmm. Bran Stark anymore. Why is it that he mentioned that so often and then immediately went and took Westeros? And I, I have some words on that, is that, first of all, Bran Stark did not inherit Westeros, and we also we we have to remember that he's Bran the Broken. Mm. He has a different sigil, and I I know that the small folk are gonna still see it as Bran Stark, and you know it's got that, which will segue decently into listener Gigi's email about breaking the wheel. Yeah, but no, he's Bran Stark, he's, the Three Eyed Raven. He's the Three Eyed Raven, and so he's not actually a Stark inheriting it. He's the Three Eyed Raven. He's Bran the Broken inheriting it, and I know that. Kinda is the same. Well, I think thing, yeah. The point but... of the question is is why is that is that sort of the point is that he couldn't accept Winterfell that's because it. it's a familial. And so that's where I was going. But the kingship is more general. And... Exactly. So I think a lot of it has to do with a he couldn't inherit Winterfell because if he did that he would then be king and have Winterfell. Yeah. And I think maybe when he was being told those things, there was the potential that he did know that he was going to be on the throne. Yeah. I can't accept them. Because I, I have, I have, a, larger to, I have a larger duty that to the is awaiting me. Um, but again, I, I, I don't think that Bran Stark inherited Westeros, so I don't really think that everything necessarily applies to that because they never had the, the titles or the the lineage to claim the throne. Yeah. Until the throne was no longer claimable. And so he had to come in afterwards and. And that's what Tyrion does when he suggests Bran, is he sort of makes it more as. Bran isn't really a human. He's our history. He's the phys- the physical representation of all that we were and are and have been. And so Bran represents more of this walking, talking representation of humanity in this world. So let's make him king because he's got the foresight of every mistake of every other king that's ever come before him. Right. And so, yeah, I, I tend to agree with the the fact that it's more of Bran the Broken inheriting than it is Bran Stark inheriting. And hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Right. But I, I don't know. I just... I was surprised by a lot of what they did, but honestly, an ending for Game of Thrones that checks every single box that I would have wanted checked probably would have gotten more hate than this one. Uh, yeah, I think that if it if every box that I wanted checked was checked, I would actually hate it. Because I think that that's part of what makes Game of Thrones so good. And is that's that what... Uh, it I, exceeds your expectations yeah, constantly. Yeah, I've, me- I've mentioned it a few on, uh, on a few of our other shows, but I was a big fan of Lost when Lost was on. And I, listeners, I don't know if you've seen Lost, I don't know if you've watched Lost, but there was a lot of controversy about the ending of Lost. The final season, people hated it or loved it or it was the worst thing ever. There was a petition to redo it. It was the whole big deal. And I happened to be on the side of the fence where I loved it because with Lost, I I was taught and I understood that they weren't going to hold your hand and fill in every little detail for you. You had to fill it in your... That was the fun of Lost was there were so many mysteries, there were so many questions. And so... I felt, and it sounds elitist and I don't mean for it to, but I felt a little more prepared coming into Game of Thrones having been a large fan of a show like that where I was on fan theory boards and the water cooler chats. I was talking at school with all my friends about Lost last night. I was calling you on the phone freaking out about Lost last night. And so I think I was just a little more prepared that, yeah, we're not going to get to see all 
every little minor scene that yeah, we would like yep. to that they used to be able to spend time on because that's what the show was and was building for. And I, I understood that. So I, I don't think my expectations were that high for season eight, honestly. And so they were easily exceeded, and it did to me. It did so in spades. I Again, the image of John and Danny in the throne room when he stabs her with the Iron Throne in the back, that's burned into my brain. That is, I am again, in love with that Amelia image. Amelia Clark fucking killed every, it this every, every actor, single actor yeah, absolutely nailed it this season they all brought their a game you can tell that it was it meant a lot to them it was the last season the last time they were being these characters so i we we just went over a little bit on brand brand's ending and what happened with him and so with that let's talk about the guy that got him into that position Tyrion. Tyrion. and now i I can't say I'm disappointed at all with Tyrion's spot. You know, he's Hand of the King. He's being punished for all of his stuff. He's living a nice, comfortable, quiet life where he'll live to the ripe old age of 80, where he'll die with a drink in his hand and a whore's mouth around his cock. Well, a girl's mouth around his cock. Doesn't have to it's be a whore. It's probably going to be a whore with but Tyrion. I, I, don't, I don't hate where he ends up, but I do wish that he had a little more part to play uh, using his mind and... That was sort of what bothered me about Tyrion was he just suddenly was given a lot of bad advice. And and at the end, it kind of became this, he was taking the stance of he didn't want her to turn. But it faltered with the show because they were trying to cram Danny's turn in yeah, so quickly yeah. that Tyrion just kind of came off as obnoxious and not giving the right advice at the right moment. Yeah, like he was purposefully doing and And I'd like to say that in the book, I expect it will be much better because Tyrion's my favorite. Um, I like where he ended up in the show. I really like that. In this show, they kind of painted him more in my mind, especially this uh, going back to the scene where Danny makes him hand of the king. That Tyrion really just wants to be validated in his wisdom and yeah. his in his in his knowledge. He wants to advise someone who will listen and take his thoughts seriously and not treat him like an inferior. And so, with Bran the Broken, who literally has no aspirations for any personal gain will do just that. He will listen yeah. to everyone's opinion equally and then select the most valid. And that's really all Tyrion wants is someone to validate his opinion, his knowledge, and listen to him and take what he has to say seriously. So as far as show Tyrion, I think it wraps up nicely. He's yeah. handed yep. the king to Bran the Broken. They're leading Westeros into a new age. Obviously, it's not going to be democracy. They're not quite ready for right, that. Right. But it's going somewhere positive. It is heading in a direction where it needs to go. And but, so with that being said, let's uh, mention Gigi's email about the wheel not being broken. Oh, I was going to go. I know. I wanted to go to Sid. Okay. I want to do Sid after. Uh, yeah, after the wheel Gigi's. is a big disappointment to me as well. Danny, I thought that was a great addition to Danny's arc was this this Breaking figurative wheel of yeah this rule because it's rebellion we've talked about it with the book where with the night's watch there's these set laws where no matter what you do even if you're right or wrong you're dead and that's not fair. That's yeah. not just. That's not the way life should be lived. And so, Danny's idea of breaking this cycle, the way we've been living, that isn't working clearly, was great. It was a great motivator now, for her character. I think the wheel not being broken is exactly the point. It's though. the part of the tragedy of Danny's Danny, character. If Danny was ruling, the wheel would be broken. Danny died, and so yes, Tyrion still is going to do what he can to. Break oh, you what's think currently of, you in think place. if Danny lived that the wheel would be broken? Um, 
Because I, I don't. No, 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 no. To I me, think the that tragedy that's the, of the it was that she became another spoke. No, absolutely, she, got, she did. She got consumed Cause I have, by the um, wheel. That's one of the notes I have here. That because Gigi says that she almost felt that she was she she almost grieved over the fact that Danny did not succeed in conquering the entire mm-hmm. world because of how noble and pure her vision was at the start. Yeah, and I. All I could think about when she mentioned that and when it was all occurring is why is, you know, and everyone flipped out about Danny burning King's Landing. How the fuck is it different than Aegon burning Harnhal? Yeah. You know, killing these people that are refusing to, it's no different. They're still just people that don't want to serve that person. Well, I okay, mean, so she's burning. She, them. and even in the show, Danny slaughtered the Dothraki horse lords. Right. Like, she burned them alive in this build. Like, she, she's capable of it. And she's so always been capable I of it. I feel like it wouldn't, I don't think it would break the wheel. But I think it would reestablish. It would basically be an Aegon the Conqueror. We're going to reunite things. And it would be that, you know, time of peace for a while. I think she would absolutely, in my opinion, had she succeeded, not been killed, things would have been good when she completed the conquest. Well, that's, uh, well, that's it. Westeros, but how long would it Westeros take? Westeros would have been torched because she that's had it. no love there. Yes. The entirety of Westeros would She would have had to start over. And I think I think at that point when she tortures Westeros there isn't going to be a stop it's going to be a you listen to me or burn by and a majority of it is going to be fuck off and then it just becomes a world dominated by this insane tyrant yeah. and I think that that is the point that's the tragedy of Daenerys's character yes it was rushed as fuck but it does make sense make in alignment sense. with her where She's she's got all this power, and in Marine, she is built up as this fucking goddess among men. Just yeah. everything to these people. It ain't gonna be the same fucking way when she goes to Westeros, especially in the books. Not with Fagon and John Con right. and every other goddamn I mean, thing that's going uh, we, on there. We always tend to forget that you know Edric Storm is a thing. Edric He's, Storm's you know, out there. Gendry's still floating then about. You have the Dornish like, who are trying the, to the, crown Marcella. Right, exactly. It's, it's a whole big deal. There's so. a lot of different things that are happening. Um, and so, yes, I definitely agree that it was a very noble and pure thing. And in regards to breaking the wheel, we have to remember that. The wheel, you know, it is figurative. It's not just going to immediately, it's broken, it's done, we're back on track with something proper that's not a wheel anymore. They did manage to break tradition of the kings. Yes, and so I think that it's going to be, it's going in the right path, and the only issue will be that those people that are on the council now can't live long enough to ensure to that their predecessors are yeah. going to keep that. Because eventually, I feel like with you get one corrupt person on that council, and you're in the exact same seat you were before. Yeah, they sort of established a check in there with the the fact that kings won't be chosen just based on the children they have. It's not going to be the prince rules right. anymore. But yeah, I I feel. But that's. And that's the fun of it, because that's what I enjoyed about law. That's a story for another day. We yes. don't we don't know what their grandchildren and children will do. We just know what these people have set up, what they had to go through. If you want some fun stuff about that, there's a and I'm not usually one to promote much on the fan fiction side of things, but one of the podcasts I listened to, the host at Sir underscore Travis, wrote this sweet little story about uh, 
that takes place like 100, 150 years in the future and just has some little fun things yeah, to go and about. That, and that's it, is that this world continues spinning. And sure, at one point, I'm sure there will be someone corrupt. And we're, we're going to take a couple steps back because it's not going to happen overnight. And that's essentially what Danny was telling to John is that it's such a large vision that not many people can see it. She still had it. She just thought she was on a more moral scale, yeah. a higher moral scale than everybody else, and that was her downfall. And that, to me, is what will be Danny's downfall. Is, And not even to her own fault, but because she's been told you she was are placed on this pedestal she literally in marine is called your radiance by just about everyone your radiance you're holding it like she is a god to these people and everyone waits on her hand and foot yeah there's some descent with the sons of the harpy and right. stuff like that well it's but... funny because of how much she works to break slavery but she is so catered to mm-hmm. she's so weighted on hand and foot with a lot of different things but no and that uh T. Brad from Twitter put it the best, I think, that it was just a tragic and beautiful story. Yeah. It was just very well done. Um, I think it's going to be even more well done in the books. I think it's going to be spectacular to see her descent and what's going through her mind throughout all that. But I'm pleased with the way it went, even if the wheel is still there in a fashion. You know, it looks like they have to break it spoke by spoke. It's a little wobbly right now, so... Danny's vision, and that's, I think, sort of the hope we're left on, is Danny's vision is being carried out still. Tyrion is still an idealist of breaking the wheel. Samwell Tarly clearly wants the wheel broken. Everyone there was in right. agreement to this king, Dem- you know, yeah, well, but it, it, quote, So unquote. everyone there sort of is in now, alignment about breaking I do like the it. irony of seeing... You know, that final ruling scene is of a small council meeting, of a group of people determining what's best for everybody else. Yeah. Which is the antithesis of everything that she strove for. It is still the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But instead of having Bran come in and say, this is how it needs to be done, it's handled more segmentedly, Mm. where each section, you know, has an input, and you actually have an input. They're all on equal grounds, even with... Well, that's it, yeah. You're in charge of this, you're in charge of this, you're in charge of this. You all tell me, Tyrion, the hand, and I will relay that to Bran is essentially He'll give his input, but he's, because of him being just, you know, the walking encyclopedia, he's gonna say... No, you're right. That's a great yeah, decision. Yeah, you or should do that. maybe instead try thinking of doing it this way or yeah, doing exactly. that. This person went and failed doing Valerion the fifth exactly. built it this way and it collapsed. So maybe we should instead install it here and that'll be better. Hey, everybody happy. Exactly. That type of thing. Yeah. Um I wanna touch on the the Reddit posts. Yes, fine. So that's where I was going next. Our now listener Sid uh, again wrote into us later on to send us a Reddit post, uh that was a comparison between the book and the show of Tyrion Lannister and basically where the show went wrong and why. And it had revealed some book stuff to me that I yeah, didn't yeah. really so, pay attention so to. So the main thing that it points out is how, again, happy ending Tyrion's story is in this. When the big revelation that we get is from George Martin about Tyrion's character and who he is and what he's expected to be throughout the book series. Yeah. And it is not what I really... I'm I'm not surprised. And especially since I found that out, I've picked up on some things. So the, the main gist of it is that Tyrion is the villain. Yes. He is the bad guy. Tyrion. 
Tyrion Lannister, the villain of A Song of Ice and Fire. Or at least one of. A villain, yeah. Because, you know, obviously we get hundreds of villainous people going around and being awful, but when when I was reading that, I you know, again, I it didn't shock me, didn't surprise me, and the more I've read since I've heard that, the more and more I'm seeing yeah. the tendrils Especially with early on. A, a reread, uh, Tyrion just crushed the singer's hand yeah, and yeah. got into his first fight. Yeah, this article is basically pointing out how Tyrion is essentially being set up so that we as the reader do fall in love with him and think he's clever and witty and funny, only to have that rug pulled out from under us when it's revealed that he he's going to sort of indulge his darker side, which in Dance of Dragons we definitely yes, get a good yeah. side of. So can I first mention the complete opposite story arcings and how they work with Tyrion and Jaime? Jaime is this detestable character, this terrible person that nobody likes, that we grow to love, that we can't help but love towards the, the end of, of his storylines, the end of Feast, the end of Dance and all that. Whereas Tyrion is the opposite. We start right off the bat. We just really like him. He's a likable character. He's funny. He's witty. He's clever. Mm. He's, you know, just doing some badass stuff. But he has those darker tendencies, that that capability to crush a man's fingers with his boot, to, you know, ta- tease and taunt and hurt and harm. He's, he's a, a vile guy. And... It just goes back to show George Martin's skill of writing, where he and he always mentions, you know, he doesn't write in black and white. That's not how things are. It's not real. It's everybody has some good. Everybody has some bad, and you have to take those both into consideration. And similar with Danny, she is so good to herself, so pure and so you know mm-hmm. noble. She doesn't see the evil carnage she's causing. With burning these cities, with yeah, yeah. you know becoming this tyrant. Well, that's and and that's it. Uh, this, if you guys would like to find this article for yourself, it was posted on Reddit by D. Steffi. That's D S T E F F E E on uh, a Song of Ice and Fire Reddit. It's a great read. Uh, yeah, the Martin quote he basically says was spoken in 1999. Uh, yeah, 1999 after the release of A Clash of Kings, and it still has me shook. I'm reading it again just because I've got to admit I kind of like Tyrion Lannister. He's the villain, of course, but hey, there's nothing like a good villain. That it now it hurts me, but do you think he was only referring to Clash? That he's the vil- he's made out to be the villain in Clash. Because I really don't foresee... Who the hell knows yeah. what George said? Like, and that's it. You his never, meaning you know, when he says... That was nine, uh, 1999. That was, tw- what, 20 years ago? Oh, that 20? my Jesus land Christ. Yep. 20 years ago. So that was 20 years ago. Everything could have changed. Yeah, definitely. So we need to be careful in taking too, too much stock in something that he said 20 years ago and probably doesn't even remember saying. But it's saying. still an interesting thought that he Tyrion is being set up as this character. Yes. And then slowly in A Dance with Dragons, we see him descending into this more malicious, more callous individual who is being set up and primed maybe to one day whisper in Jon Snow's ear that he should kill Daenerys Targaryen. Right, right. That type of thing. Who knows what it could be potentially setting up where he is the demonic little imp whispering in someone's ear. Right, right. And so Sid 
Gigi and uh, Todd, Bradley. Todd Bradley. Thank you all for writing into us your thoughts on the show and anyone else on Twitter that we, we didn't shout out or give a message to. We apologize. There was just a lot we wanted to cover. And so we thought these topics sort of had the chunkiest discussion we could dive into that we, yeah, we uh, really as wanted. well as just not hating on you know why that why this season sucked because i'm kind of tired about talk, tired of talking about why it sucked with the the, sh- the bad writing right. and all that stuff that everyone yeah, i want to talk is, about what we like this episode it. is a celebration of what we enjoyed about the show but i was thinking now that we're sort of at the wrap up part of it um Let's give some lists. So, which season would you say was your most favorite and least favorite? So, hmm. I, well, shit. Let's see. Because I told you not to tell me these ones so that I could kind of do it on the fly, you know, obviously, and be a little more natural. Um, The favorite one is tough, so I'll probably do my least favorite first. And... It's it's probably got to be season seven. Mm. Um, okay. I didn't I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike any of this show. Maybe specific parts of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But, but overall, I enjoyed every season. Um, I think the only reason I, the main reasons that I dislike season seven the most, it was the beginning of the end of the show. Yeah. So like that's when you start. No, we started knowing that pace. season eight is going to be the last season. That things are there's a lot of jetpacking. There was only six episodes. They were cutting it Mm -hmm. in half. And so it was kind of just this this melancholy melancholy time in the the fandom where it was you know we're closing out this this epic adventure and it's gonna end. And then yeah, it was seeing these stories coming to a close was sad. Uh, Granted. It had some of my all-time favorite scenes, yeah. which I don't want to space specifically because we'll go over a few of those. Um, that'll be one of my questions if you don't have that also. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if I had to pick a least favorite, it's between that one and and season five. Mine's season five, hands down, 100%. Mainly because of the Dornish storyline. Yeah. But also because things are a little stagnant as far as Marine and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of positioning and to get people into place for season six, which I understand. Again, I don't just skip season five. I don't think it ruins the show. It just is my least favorite when I'm watching it, uh, mainly because I'm super excited to get into season six. So that will segue into what's your uh, favorite. Do you have a favorite? So, yeah, I have a favorite. I was going to let you do yours first, but I'll go. I'll do mine. Mine is uh, probably two, season okay. two. Um, I love Blackwater. I feel like Tyrion as Hand of the King in King's Landing, dealing with Joffrey, dealing with the Hound, dealing with Cersei is prime Tyrion. Yes. We've got Tywin still around at that time, mm-hmm. and it's the best thing ever. We've got Marjorie Tyrell starting to become a player at that point. Rob Stark is still alive with his mother. The War of the Five Kings is still on. It's a very who's who of who's going to win this battle, and you don't know. And then we get fucking Blackwater yes. as a season sort of cap at episode nine and Blackwater was breathtaking the first time I saw it when the ships exploded and just yeah. looked incredible yeah. and then we get the season finale with Arya going and getting the coin and uh, just so much good stuff the acting was on point and it set up much of the larger story so yeah season two was probably hands down my favorite season cool so mine was season one, hey. and 
uh, I don't want to say it's purely because that's directly from the content that Martin had provided, but mainly because it was just so well realized. Because mm. I'd, I'd read the books at this point already, or started yeah, reading. Yeah. And to, to have read the books and have it be my initial read-through, you know, because we mentioned on our reread a lot how little we grasp from this story, just because of how complete it is. Yeah. And so to have that, you know... I've already read them, but now to see it on television and to be able to pull out these extra characters and just how to the books they got that first season. Yeah. It was just so well done. Really so was. well paced. Every actor Almost was to just the killing. Line, yeah, like dialogue it was even outstanding. And I I don't think that there would have been a better way to draw in an audience to one of the the greatest television series ever made you yeah. know it's it's up there I, Sid had mentioned this list that he had thought that he was expecting this to, that the season finale to be on par with but that he was very disappointed it wasn't yeah whereas I I disagree up there with Sopranos and Breaking Bad yeah. and Lost and, yeah and all of those you know definitely not on par with like the Dexter season. Yeah, see, a lot of people are, are comparing it to the similar Dexter. For me, Dexter is a show that ruined the rest of the series for me. I can't go back and watch Dexter because yeah. I really detest the ending. I'm not calling for a, a, a re a redo. No, I'm very you know, disappointed. But I I enjoyed the seasons uh, with Dexter actually up until season four, four is when yeah. I enjoyed yep. it. Me too. And then it started. It went downhill for me, but. I mean, it is what it is. I don't enjoy Dexter anymore. I really did, and then I just didn't because I thought the writing actually sort of did screw it up for me. Game of Thrones is not in that boat. Exactly. And Dexter is the only show for me that is. Right, it is right. it's, it's a standalone island. So far, every show that I've been invested in that's wrapped up has done so in a relatively satisfying way for me. Whether or not I'm pleased by the decisions characters make, or which actually will lead me into... My next uh, question, which is, what do you think was the best arc? Who had your favorite arc of the show? Um, I, I don't know if I feel like it's the everyone's answer, but I want to say it's going to be Arya. Mm. Um, but the problem is, is hers isn't. It's very linear. Yeah. It's very much what you'd expect from her, and so for well realized arcs, I, I. God damn it. And I don't... God damn it. Do it. I have Say to go with it. Theon Greyjoy. Yep. He... I fucking hated him until season eight, episode two, yeah. man. Like, when I fucking hated him. But he... He... Alfie Allen fucking did just such an unbelievable yeah, job just making this character detestable and then likable but then turning it again and being like fuck you you motherfucker I'm done with you I'm never fuck-. Yeah, yeah. and then here he comes back up again and it's like oh is Why he gonna are we wasting no, time on no, this no and... and then yeah and so he had a great death scene oh, yeah, he got he the validation from the Stark that he, he dishonored yeah. himself with and like he, it was just such a like anyone that says D and D's writing is bad, look at Alfie Allen's fucking yeah, yeah, no, Theon story. And you know, great. I don't know how much of it was from Martin and how much was from D and D, but fuck me, that was he had a great yeah, story yeah, arc, really and did. I hate it. I hate it because I hate Theon. I hate him so much. But god damn, it was a good arc. As a honorable mention, I would like to say for an arc that I really enjoyed was Melisandre's. 
yeah. watching her yeah. go from this all-powerful sorceress to sort of wavering in Defeated her faith when her. Stannis mm-hmm. was lost and she really didn't know what to do and then she realized that everything she had done she was wrong with Stannis being Azor High. And then she kind of didn't give a shit with resurrecting Jon Snow. And then Jon Snow came back and she was like, holy shit, things are still working. And then she played a pretty pivotal role in the the, the long night with the fight against yeah, the dead. Yeah, yeah. So, and the actress nailed it. I know some people were upset with how she vanished and, well, why did she even leave and go? And it's like, well, hey, she was going to be massacred by Davos yeah. if she didn't. Um, and, and that that character that like, character is always mysterious. That's yeah. that's the point of who knows what the fuck she was doing. Maybe she was learning a spell how to cast fucking light a rock thirty yeah, thousand exactly. times. But my uh, I saw the greatest meme about that. I think you might have showed it to me, where it's their oh it was a uh, the D and D thing where it's the sorceress is mm. coming in. She tries to light one of them, but she makes the attempt to light all of them and gets a nat right. twenty yeah, crit. Yeah, and they all burst into flames. My favorite arc, I gotta say, is probably the Hound. Oh yeah, because he goes from literally the prince's dog, his lackey, his fucking cutthroat, to this heroically noble figure who slays. He's a true knight who slays his monstrous brother in a burning city to sort of put an end to his brother's scourge of evil. And Fuck. and he does. He takes him down at the sacrifice of his own life before telling, I would venture to guess, the one person he cares about the most in the world to go and leave and live her life and not follow him down this path of hatred and revenge. Yeah. And and it was, it was fucking beautiful. The actor nailed it, like, just yeah, through yeah. The, when I picture the hound, I picture I uh, Rory McCain. McCain, McCain. Yeah, uh, I picture him now, and um, just that he was funny. He had some of the best one-liners. He's such he's a, a badass. Dry, he's yeah. the, he's I, scary, intimidating, but he's soft, and you want to just hug the dude because it's sad and it's tragic. His yeah. shit with his brother, and then how he kind of wants to be hated because he's a monster, but he really just wants to be loved, but. He hates knights, and then and love <laughs> to wrap it all up. Yeah, it was just him and Arya yeah. heading down the King's Road together, and then he tells her to go and live her life. And I think that that's a big reason why she went west to Westeros was because of the Hound said, you know, yeah. just go because just... they did. They became best friends. Well, like, that was it. And so I, I really like the. The imagery in the the David versus Goliath thing. With, oh yeah, uh, the Hound of the, the Mountain. Yeah, um, and then. Like you mentioned, he's in this burning city, and so he's overcoming not just the fire, but his brother. Yeah, and like the two all of biggest his fears, fears at once, all yeah. of them, and for him to and his brother literally has taken the manifestation. I'm saying literally so much this episode, but he's taking the physical manifestation of his evil. That's why the yes. hound says, "That's you. That's what you've always been. Yep. You've always been this ugly, monstrous thing, mm-hmm. this undead, unfeeling, uncaring monster," and. It's time to end that, and he does, and he goes out gloriously. He almost got over and martelled, and I would have wept. Yeah. But instead, he went out taking them both out, and that's exactly how I sort of always pictured him going out was in that yeah. final fight with his brother. And so I think the Hound's arc was just amazingly yes. done. And I think that it it wouldn't have been as well-rounded if he did not tell Arya what he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I really, you know, the 
again, the actor himself, the way he grabbed her by the cuff of her mm-hmm. neck, right? Like in that, it wasn't even a, I don't even want to call it a fatherly way. Oh, like a mentor. Like an, a, an uncle yeah. or a godfather. A or, friend. Or, yeah, like, a friend. Oh, look like, at me. Look listen at me. to me. You can come with me. I'm not telling you you can't. Who can but stop do you? you want to be a miserable bitch forever? Yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to be. Or you can leave. You've helped me. You've helped who you're the you you're already a fucking yeah, star you killed the killer night king. of the night king. You like, just went and got laid for the first time. Like you go wanna lit. go try more of that stuff. Do like, whatever you wanna do, but this is not what you need to do right now. Yeah, that and that's it. And I think Arya in her future journeys and adventures will think about the hound almost constantly. Uh, as, very much as uh we mentioned in our our book reread how she's got the mantras of serial pharrell for mm-hmm. years in her mind i think she's gonna have those images those moments those... i think the hound will be up there with ned stark right. as far as like that idealist that, that yeah. i want to be like my dad i want to be like sandor yes because this honorable which is because again we're reading the first book right now uh, i'm sure most of you who are listening to this are aware of that <laughs> and he he makes his contempt known for knights but in, in my mind, and even early on yeah. in Sansa's mind, especially, he does. He epitomizes what a knight is. You should do things because it's right, not because you have the title and the power and nobody's going to stop I you mean, from he, doing he it. I mean, he isn't, he's not 100% a good person. No, 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 and no, no, that's no. what's wonderful about because And it, it's great because both in the shows and the book, both the Hound and Brienne, a woman, they are true knights. Yes. They are what knights should be. But protecting. they're both completely but they're different both people. Not at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, not. opposite ends of the same spectrum. And not like really allowed knighthood. The yeah. hound, because of just his rash, brutal nature, who's ever going to knight him? Mm-hmm. And Brienne, because she's a woman, which is just dumb and sexist anyway. But there they are. The, two, they, the, the two best fighters in the realm. And, and one of them is uh, scarred, will kill savagely without much thought protecting people protecting or himself people. whereas there's Brienne who will sac- self sacrifice herself almost for anyone if if it's well, right it's a, or wrong. as awful of a person as he's supposed to be he's a he's the guard of the prince he guards Arya he mm. guards the Stark girls Sansa, like he yeah. he these are the things he does but he's this awful, terrible person. And, you know, we come to realize how untrue that is. He's just and tortured. He's is. a tortured soul. Exactly. And he takes it out. I so, mean, yeah, that's a good one. I like that He's story. got a ton of ton of things wrong with him, but the Hound is just amazing. Do you have a least favorite arc? Probably. I feel like that one's easy because, I, I mean, pick a Sand Snake, man. A Sand like, Snake, fuck. yeah. But, I mean, as but far as, real, like, major like, characters, yeah. I would probably say Jon Snow. But... Mm-hmm. That's just be I like and that and that's not by like I'm not attributing that to bad writing because I really like that John ends up north of the wall and says fuck my heritage. Yeah, your least favorite doesn't have to be because. It's but bad. it's it's mainly because I've never really been invested in Jon Snow yeah. all that much. I thought it was great. I was really invested in him after his resurrection, and he did the Battle of the Bastards and was doing shit. But then after that, he kind of fell into this. I don't want it, Jon yeah, Snow, which yeah. I know has become a meme. But again. To me, that's always just Ben John. So it's not even bad writing. It's just that's, that's Jon Snow, yeah, and so like he's not an exciting dude. Yeah, he's, he's not a... an exciting dude. So like I would have liked to have seen, you know, maybe like a, a Mad John twist where John's the Targaryen That'd be cool too, who yeah. goes and burns everything. Where he just everything. loses it and fucking and like just see something crazy, uh, some sort of crazy character turn for him, or maybe not even necessarily crazy, but just drastic, necessary. But again. Kit Harrington, I think, nailed it. 
I, I enjoyed Jon Snow. I love that he ended up north of the wall. His scene with Arya had me crying like a baby. But I Yo. think just arc wise, it was it was mainly that is that I was kind of yeah, hoping yeah. for a little bit more. Yeah, I expected Jon to ride a dragon and defeat the Long Night and possibly kill Danny. I figured there'd be something there. But there wasn't really anything that was like, oh, whoa, that's nothing, crazy. Well, yeah, nothing that made his arc any more memorable than And so, you else's. know, I know a lot of people were pissed about, like, Jamie and Cersei's arcs, which, I for me, I uh, always kind of thought they'd be better in the books anyway. The Valonqar was never, 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 once, never mentioned. once mentioned in the show. So that was totally people projecting their own bullshit. So that one was on you. I don't feel any sympathy that the Valencar prophecy wasn't a thing. Not because, the Valencar part of it anyway. Well, yeah, like, like that, that was it is it, it was literally only about Cersei becoming queen and then her children dying. There was no, nothing about Cersei dying herself. So yeah, like the people being angry about that was, I, I honestly think it's just people being angry that Jamie made the wrong choice and saying it's bad writing. Yeah. And it, that's another thing that we mentioned during that episode, I think. And if not, I'll mention it again now that Jamie is a great character. He was very well done. Unfortunately, not everyone. Jamie's a bad person. It doesn't make Jamie the hero- Lannister right. is a bad He's fucking not, person. Like we love him, and he tends to act on his impulses, his rash, bad decision yes. impulses. And so, as much as we all hate it, hate it, because like I f- and and it's funny to say because first reread or first read and reread, I did not like Brienne of Tarth. Mm-hmm. I did not like her. I don't know what it was. I don't know why. I have no logical reasons for that. <laughs> I didn't like her, those two. This, uh, my last reread, and I'm sure coming up once yeah, we once see we her again. Her. And in the show especially, after my third reread, and then when Wendell I watched the show. Girl. Oh, my God. I am in love with that yeah, woman. Girl, she is just. It. Uh, and off screen, too. Like, she's just a, oh, yeah. an outstanding she's on person. Fire, man. Like, she's this fucking good for you. Yeah. Fucking get it. But. I couldn't stand Brienne of Tarth. She annoyed the fuck out of me. Now, I adore her. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Jamie Lannister. You motherfucker. Yeah, you left her in the cold. But, God, I wish he stayed. See, but it's not wrong. It's not against his character. It's not against the nature of Jamie. And Lannister. a lot of people have said that that whole setup really sort of downplayed Brienne's character of her. Oh, she's crying in the cold over a man. And it was like, well, one, no, like, because every Brienne. Everyone knows Brienne's a fucking badass at this point. She's she's been knighted. She's been fighting in the long night. She's about to go be made uh, the head of the Kingsguard. It's for Brienne. This was her like her shot at love. And, oh, well, yeah. And and it was reciprocated. And she knows it's reciprocated at this point. She knows that Jamie Lannister loves her. She just also knows that he loves his sister, and she's facing impending death. And so he's choosing to go and not let her die alone, which essentially means. He's n- not that it. He doesn't love Brienne. He got a quickie and then he's going. Like so, it's not Brienne. That's, and that's not what sitting he there meant. saying I'm nothing without a man. She's crying for what could have been, for what Jamie could have been, for the decision he's making there. That's why she's saying, "Stay that's with it. me here and be the Jamie Lannister I know you can be. You don't need to go do that and give in to that's this." That's exactly, and that's it, what yes. he says. Is I, I'm I'm pretty a... much I give in to my worst impulses and. You should know that by now. Yes. And that's it for me is that she's she's not crying at the loss of her man. She's crying for Jamie Lannister. For Those the are loss tears of, for him. Yeah. Because he's 
he's losing himself. He's making. He's becoming he's, the Kingslayer. He's falling back yeah. into the Kingslayer. He's not so Jamie Lannister now. She he's... just had hope for him, and so it's not a she can't move on without him. She can't because she clearly does. And she she's, will. Yeah, she's, she'll be successful. She's as fuck. too strong of a person to let that destroy ruin her. her. But it doesn't mean that she can't cry for him. Absolutely. At the fact that you were you made so much progress. Yeah. You were so you close. You fought to, with humanity yes, on uh, against you the long night. You don't have to go back to that person you were before. Which is, I think, why they included the scene of her filling out the book. Yes. She still loves that. Jamie Lannister and respects him and knows he was honorable. And so she wants that part of him to be remembered. And that's why I think she writes it as he died for his queen. Because yes. that to him was it, is that him and his sister came into this world. Yes, it's his queen and his lover, that whole thing. But he He's chose... also Lord Commander of her king's guard. But at that point, I also don't think it was who like who is he choosing? Who does he love? Is it right? It's not like a, a love triangle. It's not that type of thing. I, I, I truly think at this point, Jamie isn't interested in Cersei so not, much as a lover. Yeah, it's, it's more sister. of this, this loyalty my... to it. We came into the and we did have this love interest. So there's a tight, tight bond. But that's not what it's about. And they point. are marching down there to kill her alone. Yes. She's pregnant. She has no children left. She's no got Kyburn in the mountain. The fake mountain. And yeah. so I want to be there when it, it's her time. And so he chose wrong and we hated it and it sucked. But it makes sense for Jamie Lannister. Yes. And so, did you have any questions to pose or anything like that? I think we may, mostly covered them. Do you have... So, I wanted to touch this last topic, I think. Um, there's there's millions more we can get into. And we'll touch upon that throughout our book reread episodes as we hit stuff just to, you know, broach on. But, for now, I want to ask, what was your favorite battle? Ooh. I have mine in mind, hands down. Yeah, all right. So I would say it's probably between Hard Home mm-hmm. and the Battle of the Bastards. Okay. And, oh, man. It, I, I, every battle scene in the last season I loved. I fucking Yeah, see, a lot of it. people are upset about putting the Long Night into the top, and a lot of people are putting it into the top. And so. Yeah, I no, I love the, lo- I I loved the Long Night. Yeah. Um, I just think, and I'm thinking back into it, as far as it made me feel. I'm going to say hard home. Okay. Because the that least was, battling of all the battles. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Though. That good, was, good it was so well shot, so well filmed. And that's the first time we get that Valerian steel can fight the, them. I, yeah. And we get that loud Ping. ringing and the look of shock on both John and the white walkers yeah. face of just like, Oh, and then John kills him. Like, and then running with Tormund and fucking Ed and 1-1 one, one to the sea. Oh, and then the gates collapse and the dead pour through. And that's when we get the image of the the horses with the, the Night King and yep, his posse yep. up on the hill. And then he the come, hand raise, the come at me, yeah. bro. It was just. And it always does that, that like bell chime or like that clink of the chime. I was just, I remember at the it. end of the episode, I had my hands covering my nose and my mouth, just sitting with my elbows on my knees, just in shock of like, holy shit, that was good. But <laughs> every single battle that's taken place in the scene, I've loved and has had me on the edge of my seat. But yeah. I just say hard home for how much, how hard and impactful it hit me. It hit me hard in the home. Right in the home. What's yours? Favorite battle? Hands down, no questions asked, Battle of Blackwater. Oh, hell yeah. I can't. Like, as much I, I love the Battle of the Bastards. It's, it's so right great. in there. It's so well done. I love the Long Night. Blackwater. It was just so hard and scary and claustrophobic, but Blackwater with... 
Stannis. Like, Stannis is coming in. Tyrion versus Stannis. And, like, and funny enough, like, it's it's nowhere near true to the books. Yeah. And I absolutely, no, more than really any, well that's one of the ones that I, I would have, I wish it could have been more to the books. Mm. And yet it's still my favorite it's scene, so battle great. scene yeah. in the show. Cause there's no, there's no bridge of fire. There's no, you know, there's a lot of shit in the books yeah. that don't happen in there. The but chain. The ch- like, and so for, but God, it's so well realized. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so well done. The, and just, uh, the siege aspect of it. Yes. Where you really get that feel for it of there's an army about to knock yeah, down. Yeah, all the scenes with Cersei it, and well, Sansa. Well, that's pretty much it. It all takes place pretty much from the perspective of the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. We do get some Sansa stuff with her and Cersei, which are two of the the best scenes containing yes. or some of the best scenes containing Cersei and Sansa is during Blackwater when Cersei's just getting fucking wine getting drunk ready to tell her how like, she could kill her kids right yeah, there with the poison like, like, let me she'd just rather do that tell you what's and... what little little dove like here's some shit like so yeah so uh, that scene right Blackwater there is, is that so Blackwater good. is my all time favorite battle scene honorable mention Stannis all getting dragged uses. away after uh, fucking Tywin <sighs> shows up and yeah. Fight you cowards! So one speaking of Stan, uh, Tywin, that's one of the the things that I really wish above all that they had not excluded. They made it a deleted scene, but the the Tywin Pycelle scene on the beach, mm. it's just I I don't think and because I've talked to obviously you have to a lot of people about this show and. A lot of people I've talked to aren't even aware that it's an act. That Pycelle is acting. Yeah, he is not this old decrepit. Well, they do shit, show man. a scene like I think in season five or six where when he's, he's in the bed he's with got the, 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 the horse. Yeah, he does his he stretches. Pilates. But it's like it's so quick and and which is the point of Game of Thrones. Yeah, to just kind of go over that, but it doesn't. I don't think a lot of people catch it. No, the Tywin it. on the beach where Tywin catches Calls him, him out. and just tells him, enough, stop. Am, Am I the I only one? To see through this yeah. ruse. And, yeah, even Pycelle says, yeah, sometimes I have trouble believing, believing it people myself. believe like, it. Like, yeah, and we learned that it's just an act, this ditzy old man who can't move quick. And yeah. Tywin calls him on his shit. I miss Tywin Lannister's presence yeah, so no kidding. much in this no story. No kidding. But, so, the big one, do you have an inductee? For the show. For the entire show. Um, season one to season eight. I wasn't expecting that. Induct one person to the Brotherhood. Shit, man. Do you ha- Did you think of this at all beforehand so you have one? Yeah. So why don't you take care of the- yours while I my contemplate this? My show Fuck. inductee. And I, all, I realized that all of my lists, my tops and arcs and episodes and seasons, and none of them really align. I'm all over the place, and I'm going to do that with my inductee, but... It's really because there's just so much of this show that I enjoy. Yeah. So my entire series inductee is going to miss Arya Stark. From the little girl who was standing in the wagon to watch Robert arriving to the faceless assassin watching her bastard brother Jon Snow arrive with the Dragon Queen, I've been invested in her story like few others and to watch her go from that little girl through her training through the loss of her father mother brother wolf sister torn apart from everyone she's ever known and then she goes and trains on her own where in the book we're told that she's fucking eight years old this is a young little girl doing these terrifying things in this terrifying world and then to come back and actually get shit done i know people were upset that she didn't get through all of her lists and 
they sort of asked why with the faceless training, but I believe the faceless training was a means to an end for the Night King. It explained how she was able to do that, and that, again, is just a... That in the phrase. That's a, that's a fucking pinprick on the map for her. Yes. It's, it's not the most significant thing, I think, in her life for her to do. Killing the Night King, even, I don't think is the well, most no, it's significant just, thing It's just she's another do. adventure that she's and got so, on there, another notch on her belt. And so she will continue to use the Faceless Men training and everything the Hound taught her and everything Serio Pharrell taught her and everything Ned Stark taught her and everything Jon Snow taught her because that's who Arya is. And yeah, see, and I didn't even think of that. Even since the very beginning, she's had a mantra in her mind from one of her mentors sticking with the pointy end. Mm-hmm. And she always keeps these th- this advice from her her mentors. Her th- even Lady she- Crane in the show yeah. who gave her what's west of Westeros. Like, well, not gave her, but that's where Arya came up with that one was Lady Crane, and you could tell yeah. she sort of like she looked up to Lady Crane. She was his badass. Whereas actress. I think in the books she mentions. Um, is it actually Nameria who does do the? Oh, she flies south to Southeros, I think. Yeah, but it's one of the Targaryen Farman. Farman is it? Yeah. Which um, read fire and blood. I'm working on it. I'm getting my way through there. So your inductee. My inductee. Um, and so I. It's a toss up between these two. And so I'll pick one, and then I'll explain the other one. And it's almost for identical reasons. But I'm gonna pick Daenerys Targaryen. I almost picked Danny. And I think it's because, from episode one, even though it was very tentative, she's had the same goal in mind, uh-huh. and she realized that goal. I know she died, and again, like like Sid said, like Todd said, everyone, you know, it's tragic. It's it's terrible that she didn't get to see her, you know, full conquering, but she got the Iron Throne. She got home. That's what she, she got, she got home. She got where she needed to be. She, she was in the arms of the person she loved. And all the good she did in Marine. And that's she it. Liberated she freed thousands of and, slaves. And so the other person who uh, I was considering was Bran. Yeah. For similar reasons. Before he became the Three-Eyed Raven, he was so intent on being this honorable knight, this person who's just glorifying on the, the realm. adventures, and saving people. Now he's the king. Yeah. Now he's done the grandest of adventures, but... Those are our thoughts on this show. Yeah, I, I'm sad to see it go. There's supposedly some spinoffs yeah, to look forward cool. to. I'm excited for that because anything in this world, I'm just excited to play in. If you hated the the, the last season and now hate us because of our opinions <laughs> on it, I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Hopefully there was some good in it you could pick out that you enjoyed, and if not, hopefully you're still hopeful for the books. Otherwise, we're always here and still willing and one wanting to talk about it. So Absolutely. make sure you hit us Send up. Send us any opinions. We have or... all the socials: Facebook.com/slash/BrotherhoodPodcast, uh, Twitter at Manners Without, Instagram at Brotherhood Without. We have our Gmail bro- uh, Without Manners Brotherhood at Gmail.com. We're on Patreon. We've got some extra uh, Winds of Winter sample chapters that we read on Patreon. We got Patreon.com slash without manners so check that out leave us some additional content rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. leave us a rate rue rate rue you know on apple Podcasts. you guys know how to reach us let us know what you think of everything and and if you wrote into us for this episode we thank you all the feedback we've been getting based on either the book or the show is great even if you guys hate the show and are opposed to us that's that's absolutely okay because we're all in it together we all 
we're at one point or another large fans of this show who come together. You're listening to a podcast about Game of Thrones, so obviously you were a large fan of the show at one point. If Hopefully if you're you done still with the are, show, follow try the our books because the books are way better. And that's not a dig on the show in any way, as we've been saying for about an hour and five minutes now. We really enjoy it. Yes, it, the books are just so much better, and they're they're going to end differently, and they're gonna, I believe, similarly, do it, but do it right and right. do take the time with it that's needed for this type of story so that it sits a little better in our mouth if not if not necessarily if not in the what world, happens but what we but how, how we get occurs. there exactly and so exactly guys just thanks for coming on this journey with us the show may be done but we are just getting into the juicy bits with the book so we got plenty more content heading your way yes so i think our next episode after this will be aria no what did we ned ned eight ned eight ned eight should be the next one i think if i'm if i'm doing the ned eight right. or it would be the so, like catlin four i would yeah that might be cat but. four but either one um we always take inductees for those chapters as well otherwise we'll catch you guys on the next one Valor de Jerez. Peace.